welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Elevate with Erica podcast. I'm your host, Erica. My mission is to connect with you through our stories and in that process, spread inspiration for you to go do amazing things with your life. I had crushed that this is the way to the perfect job, marriage, and kids checklist and was left unhappy, stressed, living paycheck to paycheck, and unfulfilled. I knew there had to be more to life than wishing away the week until Friday, and so I found that proof. And that's what I'm here to do for you and with you. Are you ready to create a life that gets you excited? Then elevate with Erica. Grab a bottle and get comfy, friends. It's time for some unfiltered advice. have to tell you guys about a new meat delivery subscription service I'm using. ButcherBox delivers high quality meat you can trust right to your front door. I'm talking free range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, 100% grass fed and grass finished beef and wild caught seafood. So you can feel good about what you're eating, but also the taste and the quality are amazing. Free bacon, you guys. Yes, free bacon. And free bacon for life. Did you hear me? That is ButcherBox's latest promotion. Beginning on June 14th, for a limited time only, place your order using my link in the show notes and get free bacon for life in all of your future shipments. Hello, elevators. Is that weird? Elevators? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elevate with Erica. So I've been trying to think of a name for our crew here. Elevators sounds off. I know. So tell me if you have a better idea. Drop me a DM. I'd love to hear it. Brainstorm away. Anyway, whoa, you guys, it has been quite a week in my world. Anyone else just feeling the chaos this week? I actually knew it would be this way because of my handy dandy astrologer, Graham. And if you're into astrology or wannabe or want an answer for why some weeks are just like reckless and others just seem to run so smoothly, then tune into his podcast, Drunk Astrology. It's amazing. Every Monday, he posts the weekly forecast so you know what to expect that week and can better prepare yourself mentally and set your week up for success instead of like trying to work against what our universe is serving us that week. And if you're like, Erica, you lost me. I get it. Astrology is not for everyone, and I'll stop talking about it now because I'm no expert on the topic, but I just love me some drunk astrology, so check it out if you're into that thing, or at least open to it. Anyway, I'm actually on here today to share about my experience in my first in-person 5K and some takeaways for life and also to kick ass in my next one. Yes, I said next one. There will be a next one. I've been bitten by the bug. So I got wind of our Freedom 5K happening on July 4th in my neighborhood. I sent it to my Aunt Yvonne because she runs 5Ks and she signed up with her friend Holly before I even did. And then I thought, well, damn, now I got to do it. I did a virtual 5K in 2020. The Beachbody platform came out with their first running program. And of course, as a coach, I try and do all the things we come out with so I can better recommend them to others. So it was a 30-day running program with guided interval runs and lifting sessions. Awesome program. Completed that virtual 5K in November of 2020. Got my medal. Did it in 25 minutes. All three miles at an eight minute and something mile pace. So that was my challenge for myself this time. I just wanted to beat that. I knew I wasn't going to be the fastest. I mean, I know people really, really enjoy running and like run all year round, right? That's not me. I'm just being honest. I like to lift heavy shit. Uh, that's my jam. 
I just wanted top three on race day. And I was hoping getting that 25 to like 23, 24 minutes would earn me that spot. So I had 30 days to train and I started incorporating all the training runs from our 30 day program into my current program. And I felt ready. I felt faster than 2020 for sure. Well, my time for my Freedom 5K on July 4th was 26. That's not faster than 25, friends. That earned me number five in my bracket, by the way. 50 seconds behind third place, by the way, where I really wanted to be. I still think I'm faster than I was in 2020, but I didn't get to show that to myself this race. I wasn't out to prove it to anyone else. So yes, like I said, I wanted to show it to myself. And I finished that race with more in my tank. I didn't feel done. And I think that might be the hardest part that I sit with now. You know, I took some advice to start in the back because if you start in the front, those people generally start out too fast and then you'll crash after your first five minutes. That's what I was told and it made sense. It's better to pace yourself, which is probably true on most 5K routes. Unfortunately, this 5K route started out with a narrow path and I got bottlenecked in the back for the first 0.88 miles. I know it was 0.88 because when I could finally break free, when I finally saw open road in front of me, I looked down at my Apple Watch that was tracking and I thought, holy shit, I have a lot of catching up to do. I also had a playlist with six songs and I knew where I needed to be at distance wise for each song. And by the song that was coming on, I knew I was way behind. I took off mile two and three, but... You know, it just wasn't enough to catch up with the people that started in the front and weren't at a light jog with nowhere to go for the first 0.88 miles. You know, (sighs) I could sit here and run on about all I would change. But you know what? It was such an amazing experience. And now I'm ready for my next one. Yes, I have been bit by the running bug. No, I still don't love running. Yes, I would still rather be lifting weights. But damn, I love a challenge. By the way, (laughs) if you can hear yelling and stuff going on right now behind me, we have kitchen renovation happening. My husband is in there. My son is also uh, having an allergic reaction to something. So those two are in there chatting and there's banging and clanging going on behind me. My life is chaotic this week, like I said. So anyway, side note. (laughs) (sighs) It was so shady the first two miles of the race. And then that last mile, we got back out on our parkway here in the neighborhood. And that sun just beat on us. I burned my forearm a few days before the race, too. Pretty bad on the oven door. The blisters actually started to burst during the run, you guys. I don't know if it was from the extra pressure of sweat building up like within them. Sorry if I'm grossing you out. Or if I brushed my arm against my side while running. But sure enough, I felt them start to burst. And then I felt the sweat starting to pour into the now burst blisters. (sighs) Of course, right? I mean, you gotta, you just, you gotta laugh. You know what? I'm grateful for the entire experience. Damn, I'm strong. That's what I took from it. And that is so freaking powerful. It's so powerful to see yourself be capable of so much more than you thought you could do. Like if you had told me ahead of time 
<laughs> Erica, you're going to lose a lot of time in the first mile. The sun is going to beat on you while you try to make up for that time. And the blisters on your arm are going to burst in the hot sun while sweat pours into them. I would have been like, WTF. <laughs> I will stay home and drink mimosas. Okay, thanks. But getting to experience those things showed me, damn, girl, you can do some hard things and you won't die. So listen, I get back to my jam the next day, lifting weights, and it's upper body day. Thank God, because my legs were sore. So I'm in this challenging upper body workout that has what we call fire finishers. And these are bursts of hit in between lifting to kind of get your heart rate up. So this particular workout has my least favorite move out of the entire program, okay? And they are high knee punches. So, well, let me just say, I hate mountain climbers, even when they're standing. And that's basically what standing high knees is, you know? So it's time for the fire finisher. And she says, high knee punches. And I literally, I rolled my eyes, you guys, and dropped, I felt my shoulders just drop. Then I just started moving because, you know, it's me. It's your girl. The only way to the other side is to go through it. So I'm doing them and I'm like, oh, shit, these are nothing. Like, I'm a boss. During the 60 seconds of these things, I'm thinking this and I'm like, why this mental shift? I thought about my race the day before and how pushing through that, pushing through the sweat and the setbacks and the heat and the burn, pushing through the uncomfortable and feeling like I couldn't catch my breath because my nose was running from allergies, pushing and not quitting because I wanted that top three. That was way more challenging than this silly old move, right? And it made me think, you know, that's what getting uncomfortable does for you. That's what happens when you embrace getting uncomfortable. It's a trickle-down effect into all other areas of your life. I'm not kidding. I feel like sometimes people look at me like I'm exaggerating when I'm spitting out motivation before my workouts in the morning, but I mean it when I say that these workouts gave me the confidence I needed to go play the role of HR director. A role so far out of my comfort zone, out of my character, it demanded so much from me. And in case you don't know or you're new here, that's what I did before starting my own business from home. In a job that was mentally draining for me, these workouts in the morning gave me the push to believe that I could do one more day and then one more day and so forth. Many days, they were the happiest 30 minutes of my day. You finish our hardest program, the work, and adults not getting along, causing a personnel issue, ain't got nothing on you, boo. You know, that's how I felt. That's what that run did for me. And so even though I didn't end with the medal, I ended with something better. I ended feeling like a badass. It made me a stronger person mentally, and it made me ready to try again. I know that I won't die, and I'll either come home with a medal or a mimosa. <laughs> if you watched my post-race day reel, you know what I mean there. So I'm curious, where can you get uncomfortable in your life right now that will make you stronger mentally and be able to prove to yourself what you're actually capable of, not what you think you are? And if you listened to my first episode of this year, you know my theme or my motto, whatever you want to call it for this year is get in the room. And there is so much behind that. And I'm really freaking proud of myself for the way that I have truly been living that out this year. 
You'll hear me talk more about that on my next episode, I'm sure, because I'm preparing to head to our huge corporate conference in St. Louis next week. And I'll be doing all the social scary things that I used to avoid. And I can't wait to share with you guys my growth from it. But get in the room just means if you want change, then go make it freaking happen. Change doesn't happen in the same old rooms you've been in. So while yes, I've been physically getting into new rooms this year with people doing better than me, surrounding myself with events and people that push me to rise up to my fullest potential, it also means things like signing up for the freaking 5k when you don't even love to run. When it's in July and hot and you're among people who run all year round to give it your freaking best and embrace the journey, embrace the hard, grow through it, snag every freaking learning opportunity you can. That's what get in the room means. Who cares if you look a fool? You guys, I'm going to tell you something so embarrassing (laughs) that happened during the race because I really, you know, I feel like when I'm chatting with you guys here that like I'm actually sitting down with my bestie. So about the last half mile of the race, when the sun was really beating on me, like I felt it, I felt the nausea setting in the, oh God, I'm going to puke. And these bushes were looking really appealing. Then it quickly transitioned to, oh shit. No, like, like literally y'all, like I needed to use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then. And then I felt both simultaneously. And then I saw two young boys in front of me start walking. And oh, holy hell, I wanted to walk with them in that moment. I passed by them. And a few seconds later, I hear one say to the other, oh, God. And then he like belches. And I thought, oh, God, he's going to puke too. Then I saw some bushes, like I said, on the side. And I'm like, Oh, how embarrassing if I have to go puke in them while all the runners pass me. Like, I I thought about it. I actually saw myself doubled over into the bushes. Dang. I got to get it together. You know? Somehow, I did. I pulled it together. And I didn't crap on myself or puke, you guys. So, crisis averted. (laughs) But look, this being my first in-person 5K, I didn't know if I was going to look a fool out there. My virtual 5K was in November. A crisp cool November morning. I didn't know how I would do in July heat. I didn't know how I would do among others. I didn't know how I would handle the pressure. I just didn't know. I didn't know if I would look a fool among all those people, but I repeated to myself what I've been repeating to myself all year when something scares me. When I start to want to count myself out, I say, Erica, get in the fucking room. You are strong, you are freaking capable, you have survived some hard shit, and you will not die. So I want to ask you today, what are you holding yourself back from? What are, you telling your, what are you telling yourself is too hard? What are you telling yourself you can't do? What are you telling yourself you're not capable of? What are you afraid to try? What are you afraid that you'll fail at? What are you making up bullshit excuses for? I know there's something. Could be your first attempt at growing a garden in the backyard, right? Could be starting a new career, though. Moving to a new place. Could be letting go of a relationship not allowing you to be your best self. Could be anything big or small. But I bet you have something you're excusing your way out of, yet you still think about it. Then you try to brush it away like, no, my life is good enough. I don't need it. I shouldn't. Yes, the hell you should. It is on your heart for a reason, sister. 
I used to see people on their social media posts, like finishing 5Ks, and I would be a little jealous. I'm not even going to lie. Even though I don't love to run, something about it made me want that post-race picture myself. I know what that something is now because I did it. It's that rush. It's that feeling of doing something challenging. That's what I wanted. I wanted to prove to myself that I could. I wanted to be among the finishers. I didn't need to be the best. I just wanted to show myself I could do that too. You see, my vision of finishing a 5K was on my heart for a reason. It made me a stronger person today, and now I'm ready for my next one. Thank God I didn't just say to myself, oh, that's nice, but I'm no runner, and keep feeling that empty feeling every time I saw someone else accomplish one. Now I've replaced that space of limiting beliefs around a 5K with a feeling of accomplishment. And I can take that level up into the next race, that confidence into the next race, into my next workout, into the next time I got to get in the room. What's on your heart? And what's the worst that could happen? The only failure I see is in not trying. Even if it doesn't go as planned, like my race. You know, now that you won't die trying the thing, right? Even if it doesn't go as planned you know you won't die. And now you've got some really awesome proof of that and lessons to take into the next time. That's how you get good at something. You try first. You learn and then you try again. Everyone fails. Everyone looks a damn fool sometimes. Laugh at yourself. Take the lessons and try again. The only person's opinions that you need to worry about is your own. Because at the end of the day, it's just you and your thoughts. Do you want to sleep with, I wish I could do this and that, but I'm not good enough? Or do you want to sleep with, wow, I survived that. I am so glad I tried. I am a badass. This is what I'm going to do better next time. Embracing the journey. It really is fun. Scary, yes. Fun, hell yes. I hope I talked you into taking the first step towards the uncomfortable today. The first step towards something on your heart you've been disqualifying yourself from because I believe in you, friend. See, it would have been weird if I had said elevator there. I believe in you, elevator. See, this is why I need your help, you guys. Help me come up with something better, please. Anyway, I believe in you. You're capable of so much more than you're giving yourself credit for. The struggle is no match for your strength and you need to go prove it to you. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. So raise your glasses for a cheers, coffee, water, beer, or breakfast wine. No judgment here. Cheers to trying things outside of your comfort zone, to getting comfortable being uncomfortable because you embrace the comfort in growth and recognize the pain in staying the same, to seeking out the opportunities where change lives and taking action to make them a building block for your life, not a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Successful people do things before they're ready. Here's to finding out what you are capable of by doing things before you know you can do them. Until next episode, friends. E.